Hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for listening today. Today I want to talk with you about taking a faith journey. Walking with God requires us to walk by faith. That's just the kind of God that he is. So I want to talk with you about taking a faith journey. I will be coming to you from the book of Genesis chapter 22. And I will be using the King James Version of the Bible if you want to study along with me. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the Bible says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not hard, but impossible. In your dealings with God, if you have to see the total picture, or if you have to always know the total game plan before you move or act, you won't accomplish much for God. Now, I'm not saying we should jump out there without engaging our brain. God gave us a brain, so he must have intended for us to use it. I have seen church people do crazy stuff in the name of faith. For instance, it's not faith when you go and recklessly overextend yourself financially for stuff you feel like you just gotta have and saying God will make a way. Then, when you find yourself drowning in a sea of debt, you come before the church talking about the devils attacking your finances. Really? But I'm saying that when we follow God's lead, his plan will always require us to walk by faith and to trust him. In this episode, we will look at an example in the life of Abraham, whom we sometimes refer to as the father of faith. Verse 1 of Genesis chapter 22 says that God tempted Abraham. That means he put Abraham to the test. This is sometimes God's vehicle for taking us to another place in our relationship with him. When we pray for God to take us to another place in our relationship with him, that request may come with a period of testing. In this case, however, God takes the initiative to put Abraham to the test. How did God test Abraham? Verse 2 reads, He said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. So he's telling Abraham to offer his son Isaac for a burnt offering, and he tells him to do it in a place that he will eventually tell Abraham where it is. What makes this so challenging is the story behind Isaac's birth. He was a miracle baby 
because his mother, Sarah, was born barren and God opened her womb miraculously so that she could conceive Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's only son and God is now telling Abraham to give up his son. For you and I, what God is saying here is kind of hard to process. Probably not so much for Abraham, but for us because we have the entire Bible and we have studied it and through it we have learned so much about the character and ways of God. And our take on this verse is this doesn't sound like God. God doesn't give and then take away. But you know, the people back then were not as theologically sound as we are today. They had childlike faith and they just obeyed God. Verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his beast and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. Now think about this. At this time, Abraham is over 100 years old. We know that because Isaac was born when Abraham was a hundred, and Isaac is the son we are talking about going and offer as a burnt offering. Now today, if a man was over a hundred years old and talking about taking his young son somewhere to offer him up as a burnt offering to God, and the man couldn't even tell you where the place was that he was going, we would say that old man has lost it. Someone would probably dial 911 on him, but Abraham just arose and proceeded to do as God had told him. And then in verse 5, Abraham says something absolutely phenomenal. He said to his young men, Abide ye here with the beast, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. So he told the servants, We will be back. Now remember, God told Abraham to take Isaac and offer him up as a burnt offering. Now, we know what a burnt offering is. The offering, normally an animal, was consumed in fire. And the aroma from the burnt offering went up as an aroma before God. So how can he obey God and say that not just I, but we will be back? Was Abraham not going to go through with what God had told him to do? Actually, the Bible has an answer to that perplexing question. It is found in Hebrews chapter 11. Let me read verses 17 through 19 from that chapter, Hebrews 11. 
Verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, verse 18, of whom it was said that in Isaac thy seed shall be called. Verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. You get that? The reason that Abraham said to his servants that we are going to worship God and come back to you is because according to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 19, Abraham believed that God was able to raise Isaac up from the dead. In other words, he was going to obey God and offer up his son as a burnt offering, but he believed that if he obeyed God, that God would raise Isaac up again from the dead. And so he said to his servants, we are going to worship God and come back to you. Now, let's go back to Genesis chapter 22 where we began so we can see the conclusion of this matter. According to verse 10 of Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son, verse 11, the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I, verse 12, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Wow. So the bottom line is that Abraham obeyed God and God showed up just in time. Now that is what it means to take a faith journey. I believe we would agree that Abraham passed the testing of his faith. This is more than a good Bible story. This is a model for us. A point we can draw from this account is that oftentimes before God elevates us in some way, he will test us. And in order for us to get through that test, we have to walk by faith. Our success as Christians is not measured by how things turn out when we obey God, but by whether or not we obey God to walk by faith. Sometimes when we are convinced that God has called us to do something, we never do it because we agonize over whether or not it will succeed. But again, our success as Christians, is not measured by how things turn out when we obey God, but by whether or not we obeyed God. In my previous pastorate, I was convinced that it was going to be a smashing success. I know God had called me, I know God had equipped me, and I know God had directed me to that ministry. 
But you know what? I didn't conquer the world. I didn't build a mega church. But the dilemma I found myself in caused me to have to step out and trust God so I could remain true to my calling. And when we are tested like that and we obey God in due season, he will prove himself faithful on our behalf. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, the Bible reminds us that we walk by faith and not by sight. If you want to be relevant for God, my friend, you must be willing to move beyond your comfort zone. If not, you will be limiting what God wants to get done through you. To me, I'm always challenging myself not to get in some comfortable place and stay there. Sometimes I say to God, I don't want to be a chip off the old block. I don't want to be cut from the same fabric that everybody else is. No, I want to be the unique person God has called me to be. And because that's my conviction, that's the spirit by which I preach to and challenge others. You know, the moment you reach a point in life that's comfortable for you, and you decide that that is where you will stay, you will cease to grow. That's not true only in Christianity. That's how it works in the world as well. Listen, the movers and shakers in our world are and always will be those who are willing to move beyond comfortable boundaries to explore greater opportunities. And by the same token, God wants you and me to be movers and shakers in the kingdom. You see, preaching is not relevant if all we do as preachers is tell a good story or explain some Bible verses. But the word of God is a call to action for you and for me. And the message we get from Abraham's experience and the message that's echoed throughout the Bible is that at times God will test us. And in order for us to pass the test, we must walk by faith and trust God for the outcome. Everybody who is committed to following the Lord is on a faith journey. Why? Because that's the only kind of journey the Lord leads us on. That's the only kind of journey the Holy Spirit leads us on. And it's the only kind of journey the Word of God will lead us on. And how far we go on the journey is determined by how much we are willing to walk by faith and trust God for the outcome. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope that that is your desire for God. He wants to take you to a greater place in Him. But to go there, you must be willing to take that faith journey. I want to thank you for joining me today. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.